And we're back for another Monday morning. It's been a minute. It has. Yeah. It's been a long minute. What? It's been two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks ago was our last. We feel it a lot in the last two weeks. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You guys, let's be really honest. Um, has it been intense for anybody else? <laughs> oh, man. We've done a lot in the last two weeks. We had our training, mm-hmm. which went awesome. It was amazing. You guys, funny thing is the very first day of the training, it went amazing. It was like great day. It was actually super easy to teach. And both me and Amanda came home and freaked out. <laughs> It was like the next morning, I'm like, hey, hey, how, how was last night for you? She's like, us pacing. I'm like, okay, good, because I was freaking out. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. Upper limits. We hit another, upper limits growth, are really, another growth upper limit. Yeah. Upper limits are definitely a thing. And like learning how to do life in a new way, even though it's good, it brings up lots of emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots and lots of emotion. Well, and I think that's the thing that's funny, too, is like when you're you think, okay, well, I'm doing, I'm doing what feels in alignment with my soul. I love what I'm doing. Shouldn't this all just like feel good? You, it, it does. It and it does feel good. And it, it does. Feels super rewarding. At the end of the training, I was like, holy crap! I am both so happy and so joyful, and also I feel so totally spent. Oh, I was so tired. It took me like a week to recover. Like, but it was good. But it was like a good thing. It was like a good spent. But it was spent. And holy crap! The ladies in our oh. training. Dude, ladies, if, like, you, if you are listening right now and you need some good practitioners, we have some effing phenomenal ones. Freaking phenomenal. And they're like hitting the ground running and opening up their practices. Well, some some are opening. Some are just totally enhancing their practices. Like, mm-hmm. it's awesome. to see. That's it's the really thing. Cool it's really see. cool to see people doing what they love. Yeah. I don't that's been really, super really well. Yeah, that's been super super rewarding just to be able to see that they're moving, that they're doing it. Cuz that was one of the biggest things too is like we wanted people who were going to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And they are. Mm-hmm. Like just if some are just starting, like you said others are enhancing it. And it's just a fun to watch their lives just start to totally take off. Yeah. Like that's one part. I'll be honest, I didn't think I'd like teaching. Like I really didn't. <laughs> it was way more fun than I possibly could have imagined. Well, we've been doing we've we've had our business for how many years and this is the first time we've finally said like okay we get to we get to train people we Mm -hmm. get to well especially with what where our business is going and what we're wanting to do like we gotta have more help yeah well and that seriously it's like we need more help like we wanted this to be affordable for people like all the different things Mm -hmm. and just like it's been kind of cool too because i think we've talked about this but like it's been really fun how we've been growing our business because yeah. it's been feel like it's feels we're doing more than we've ever done, but it feels easier than it's ever felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the cool thing is like there's not this rush or this push or you have to do this now. It's like, nope, it's slowly going and it's good. And and even doing it relatively slow is I'm noticing it's actually going really fast. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the first place I heard this from. Oh, actually from... um. Your cousin, mm-hmm. my bro- my brother outlaw. I can remember him. I don't even know, 10, 15 years ago, he made a comment once about how slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So true. So freaking true. It's so true. Well, even too, it's like I mean, I guess we can kind of. I don't. Well, I'm going to announce it now, but oh, uh, <laughs> wait, what are you announcing? Uh, the next thing that we have 
opening up, I think we should kind of talk about how we've kind of like... Oh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you guys, we have a group coaching um, program that we're going to be um, launching here in the next month or two. And we've known that this has been coming. Mm-hmm. Really clearly, we knew like, hey, this is the direction we were going to do probably like last August-ish. Yeah. It was like, hey, cool. This is what we get to do. And part of it, because I mean, a lot of what we do in our company... Um, in Sophrenic is helping women to feel really safe and secure and confident in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And we were starting to get it going together and it was kind of like, oh, we should push at the beginning of the year. Okay, because this is New Year's resolutions, you know, it's around this, everyone's thinking about that. And both of me and Amanda looked at each other and like, we're this, like, no, this is starting to feel forced. Uh-huh. This, uh-uh. is, this is not it. This, nope. I don't know. I don't know. And we, it's kind of nice though, because it's nice that we're both on the same page with this. Mm-hmm. It's not like one of us trying to push and the other one's like, no, no. It's like, we're like, nope, we don't push. And it's been interesting how it's like, nope, other things got to happen first, which makes sense now. We got to have more people trained because we needed to have more people trained, especially if we're going to bring in more clients and more people that we're going to help. And so I was like, nope, we get to do this training first. And then now we know this is the next thing that's going to happen. But it's been nice that things just happen naturally, that we're not pushing. Because I know a lot of times in business, there's this whole idea of like, grind, you push, you have a deadline, you have to meet it. And I'm like, "Mm, does it have to be that way? You know, because that was, I think a lot of times too, though, it's like before when we were doing business, a lot of times it's like, I don't know, we have these financial things that we have to hit, we have to do this. And it's like, that is like not... Guys, that is not our number one value to make money. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah. Like, we have other things that come way before that. And it's been interesting that as we've been building based off of our values, it's been way easier, way more fulfilling, way more smooth. And funny enough, the financial has been way easier than it's ever been. The financial has been way easier. But have you also noticed, like, well, I guess for me, because one of my top values is peace, it's also been way more peaceful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, the level of... You know, because I guess what has been reflected for me in a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, people that are building, especially in this industry, mm-hmm. there's normally a lot of drama mm-hmm. in, you know, what's what's portrayed, whether it's from stage or on the social media or like what's put out into the world is one thing, but what's going on behind the scenes is totally opposite. Yep. You see that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think what's been so nice that we've allowed ourselves the timeline that we've been on is it has created, a what's in front, what's out in the world is very congruent with what's happening behind the scenes. Yep. And so we don't experience drama within our business. Mm -mm. We, even with the people like practitioners and things like that, Mm -hmm. that are coming on board, that's been super smooth. Mm Mm-hmm. Some sometimes I'm like, holy crap, we've Michelle, we've done a good job. I don't know. It's kind of been fun. And you guys, you can have everything be going good and still freak out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What I think too is like if anybody's listening, if you guys and this goes in like for family dynamics, but if you have a business, like one thing that me and Amanda really realized is that you really we call it like trickle down energy. Mm-hmm. But like we realize that if we don't handle something oh, it's going to pop up in our business. It will pop up with our clients. And so it's nice being in partnership with someone who's like, hey, cool, I got something popping. I'm going to go handle it. I'm going to handle my part. Mm -hmm. Uh But it makes everything else super, super easy. But again, it's coming back to cause, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's the same thing in family, though. Like if you got weird energy trickling down through your family, it's like, okay, cool, where's it in me? What do I get to clear up? What do I get to do? Well, and even with, okay, so the parents. So some of my practice has been working with kids. I don't do a ton of that now. I did a lot of that in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that's what I felt called to do. There was so many kids whose lives were getting flipped upside down because oh, yeah. of, am I going to school? Am I not going to school? Oh, now I'm isolated. Oh, I can't be with my friends. Like, oh yeah. And it was popping stuff there. But one of the things that I've noticed, if I'm working with a kid right now in my practice, I'm also working with their parents. Yeah. Because the parents really do set the tone. Yeah. And whatever's going on in mom and dad, if it's not being handled within mom and dad, that's part of why it's popping in the kids. Because of this whole trickle down energy effect of whoever is, we talk about it being the lead heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Whoever is the the person that is, or the persons that are holding the container of that structure, if they're not right mm-hmm. within themselves mm-hmm. and within a partnership, it's absolutely going to trickle down whether it's employees whether yep. it's uh, kids and family, well, whatever it is, it, it trickles down. Well, and you're going to notice that too. It's like, I mean, I had a situation this week. I mean, you guys, I don't have kids, but I have dogs. And <laughs> you it, think it also happens with the animals. You guys, this is the thing. I didn't think that was a thing. But so I, ha- I have two dogs. One I've had for like 11 years. And when I got my first dog, guys, I was in it. Like I was like depressed. I was going through a, di- a marriage and a divorce. Like my little dog um, – her name's Sadie. We, we, she's like an old, wise, sage soul. Like, if there is someone who has, has something like energy work, she's like, Mom, I can help. Like, she's like at the door well, wanting to. Well, and it's to. cute, too, if there's um, you're in a group setting. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Sadie will know who is in it or who's struggling, even if, like, they're putting on a happy face or oh, yeah. whatever, right? And they're just, like, being with their stuff. Sadie can pinpoint them, and she's like, I'm on it. Yep. She and goes start snuggling and, them. She'll, yep, she'll come and like cuddle up and even to where they're holding the energy in her body, she'll put a little nose on it. Uh-huh. Like she just totally knows. Well, my other dog, Wookie, not the same. Not the same. We <laughs> joke that this is her first time ever being on Earth, her first time ever being a dog. Like just like, she's like what is this? What's, What's happening? Here? But it was funny. Saturday I was just I had a ton of like just crazy energy moving through my body like one it's like like that time of the month like I got crazy hormones going on nothing was going on in my world but I was just like you're just feeling it I was feeling it you guys my dog my little dog literally attacked (laughs) three times that day three times she like barely ever does that the only other time she's done it before is again. When well, I've, I've, I've been able to pinpoint it now. Yeah, map it out. Yeah, I was like when I'm in it, but it was like she like my energy was crazy. So then her energy got crazy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this actually is a thing even with animals. Mm-hmm. Like it does trickle down and it does affect things almost in every area of life. Yeah. The cool thing I like about that though is if it comes from you, you can handle you. Because well, if it's yeah, well, and and then it's it actually creates more safety. Mm-hmm. Well, at least for me, I'm like, okay, well, I can do something about this. Mm-hmm. I can handle it in me mm-hmm. and know that it's gonna ripple. Yeah, I get to surrender what the ripple looks like. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I do know that handling it in me has absolutely brought more peace. More peace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And oh man. Okay. Well, sometimes handling it doesn't feel like peace at first I've gotten to hold some boundaries lately with just people in my world Mm -hmm. and really get clean like look look at deep inside see where I'm out of alignment part of it was I was like overgiving do that whole overgiving piece like we should do like a whole podcast on on overgiving because I used to be the queen of that you too though huh yeah that was that was my my easiest form of manipulation to get my need for love met isn't that kind of gut punch when you realize that yeah you're like, no, but I'm just trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, 
but what are you what are you holding back i did this for you so now so now there's an expectation that mm-hmm. you need not yeah anyhow that whole thing so i got to have some really hard looks within me where i got to not overgive and i got to i had to do it three times with three different people mm-hmm. one was a you know family member you know another one was an old friend another one was you know a client so it was it came in threes. It came in threes in different areas of my uh-huh. life. Uh-huh. And so when it shows up, you guys, we've talked about this before. When something shows up, just pay attention to it. Yep. If it shows up a second time, it's like... Really pay attention. Really pay attention to it. And if it shows up a third time, handle it. Yeah. That <laughs> time is, to handle yeah, it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And so I got to really have direct, which was uncom- has been in the past, having direct conversation and communication with people because I was so afraid of hurting their feelings because that's the thing too is like when you're holding a boundary it's not like you're telling the other person they were bad no or they're oh no not at all right and I used to think that's what it was oh you're telling them that they're bad they did something wrong or for me it was if I was holding a boundary and telling somebody no like I'm not willing to engage that way or this isn't working for me anymore or whatever the thing is I um the way that that was like fused in my mind was that I was withdrawing love. Yeah. Right? And and yeah. of course, one again, peace. Another one of my top values is love. So saying no really went against that value system within me, even though I wasn't getting the results that I was wanting. Mm-hmm. And so I was noticing how actually not very peaceful I had been feeling. Yeah. And it was an invitation for me to just be really, really, really direct. Yeah. And well, and it's too, it's like, I mean, also I'm, you can be direct without being a jerk. People in the back. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back. You can like. be direct and while still being loving. Yeah. Um, and so I got to do some of that within the last two weeks too. Mm-hmm. That was somewhat uncomfortable on my side. But I also noticed that after I had had the communication, how much I had like a wave of new energy flow through me and I felt relief. Mm-hmm. I felt aligned this is the other thing that was great those people now they don't have to question or wonder where i'm at with them what i think that to me like and this is what and, i was and where they're at with me like there's yeah, no it's just this is what it is it's, there's no question yeah and when you can have that that's what will allow relationships to thrive yep absolutely but because i was being like very ambiguous or and I didn't even realize that I was mm-hmm. that's the thing is mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was meaning to be overgiving or ambiguous or not direct intentionally no but I I had to look at what my results what was being created in my results and the way that I was feeling inside and it was not fostering what I say are my values well and I think this is one of the things too too is that because a lot of the people that you had to reassess boundaries with were from what you used to do and now it's different correct so i think sometimes it's kind of hard because it's like wait no this is not what we used to do this is not how we do this yeah Yeah. and it's not i mean i think too it's like it's not because you don't love them you don't care about them it's like no i actually do value you i also value me and this doesn't work for where i'm at now Mm -hmm. and sometimes that just happens things and places change some people come with you some people don't but it's not because they were wrong or they were bad it's just Mm -mm. like oh hey i realized i was doing something that didn't work for me and i didn't know it at the time I now realize that this isn't working, so things just get to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, I think a lot of times, too, it's like when you set those boundaries, people have been used to functioning. Like, no, this is not how we play this game. No, this is not what we do. This is how we do it. Wait, you can't change this. That's not what we do. That's not what our agreement has been. And Don't go and, change an agreement And you want to know me. what? That is true. That's yep. not how your guys' agreement has it's been. It's true. No, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh-huh. They're not wrong in mm-hmm. saying, like, wait a minute. This is not... This is not what we do. And I also recognize that what I had been doing in relation to particularly those three people was actually not healthy. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was keeping everybody stuck. Yep. Um, and so I did. I got to have like some pretty direct conversation. Actually, it wasn't even conversation. All three of them were a text message. That was a new too. Yeah. Because sometimes it has also been easier for me to go and have like just a face-to-face conversation mm-hmm. because again, like I can soften it. Mm-hmm. I can um, make sure that the love is there, make sure that the connection is there. But this is the other thing too in my face-to-face conversations because that's how I typically would operate. Even though I would be delivering gently mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit amb- amb- ambiguous, um what I what I was needing the new boundary to be, they weren't even picking up on that. Yeah. They were just picking up on like, oh no, everything's fine and mm-hmm. well, this is how we operate. And so I actually had to get really, really clear, one within myself. It also popped a whole bunch of pieces that I got to go and work within me. And then I got to get really, really clear, okay, how am I choosing to operate moving forward? Mm-hmm. And then spell it out and be direct with it. Mm-hmm. But this is also something too, like because we're moving forward and we're going to be having more people come in and we're helping more people, you needed different boundaries. Absolutely. Because before it could have been fine. Like, yeah, maybe not ideal, but also like didn't really affect all that much. And that's one of the things that happens is when you set a goal and start going from it, your world does get to reorchestrate. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't need to reorchestrate, you'd already have the thing that you wanted. Yeah. And so sometimes too, though, that does come in and like, wait, sometimes people are like, well, what are you doing? Are you leaving me behind? Are you doing this? It's like, no. I'm just moving towards something different and that requires something different from me. Mm-hmm. And so I think again too, it's like if you are the person holding the boundary or if you're the person having a boundary held on them, don't take it personal. It has nothing to do about you. It's not like you're not enough or you're not good enough or you're not this. Like right. things just shift and change. And if those pop, go go do your work around go them. Go handle it. Go handle handling stuff, man. It works. It totally, totally, totally works. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I got to... Again, it came in threes, so I got to pay attention. And it came in threes in, like, different areas of my life. So I got to – it's coming in different areas. You're the common denominator. Sometimes I hate that. I'm like, crap. Um, Threes. I know. Well, and it's funny because I was texting with Michelle on it. Um, Particularly, especially the the one where it was with a family member. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And – you guys, that one pinged so much emotion for me. <laughs> so much emotion for me. And then I texted Michelle again. We do this every now and then, sometimes more often than others, depending Depends on what's on. going on. Like, I hate having to practice what we preach. But then after yeah. I like had held the last boundary with the third person, my text message to Michelle was like, I don't love it in the moment, practicing what we preach, but man, I sure love it on the other side. It's so worth it. It is, it really is so worth, worth it. it. I mean, we definitely have been sending more of those text messages recently. I hate having to practice what we preach. I don't know why the energy just felt intense. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's a lot of people who seem to kind of be in it. And if you're not in it, 
Go you. Go you. Go, go you. You ride you. that wave of not being in it. Yeah. And if you're in it, we're right there with also you. Also go with you. <laughs> yes. I mean, go you. Ride yeah. that wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. But it really does. It just opens up so much clarity and peace. Mm-hmm. And even if it takes a minute yep. for that to come for the other person. Or if, I don't know, maybe they never choose. Like I said, I don't always really know. And that was the part that it. I got to. So that was where I got to. Um, I got. I knew I got, I got clear based off of what my values were. And the, whether you want to say it, goals or intentions or whatever that I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I, I got to get clear on what my new boundary and my new way of operating got to be. Yeah. And then I got to communicate it. And then on the other side, there is a level of surrender because... In every single one of those scenarios, I had the feeling of like, I'm now the bad guy, right? Yeah. I had some passive aggressive come from two of the people I had, you know, and I know that one of the other people, it like pinged all of their stuff. They were, they've been way better though. Just like keeping the communication super clean. Yeah. Um, to like go that person. Yeah. But I also know that I pinged everybody's stuff. And when. That's a thing. And, and that is not something that I've been used to because I've always been the people pleaser. I've been the You've actually been really maker. good at that. I've been really, yeah. sm- like really good at smoothing it over and making sure everybody's okay. And within those three relationships particularly, I got to release the responsibility that I had unknowingly been placing on myself to make sure that they were okay. And yeah. it was that, that overgiving of and that people pleasing of me making sure that they were okay that was keeping our dynamic um really really stuck and that was the part that felt so heavy yeah so having to be okay being the bad guy if you when you're the been the people pleasing type in the past well because being yeah because being the bad guy man that pink stuff i know are they not gonna like me am i gonna be alone am i gonna be like all these crazy well and what are they now gonna go say right because i also had some of them go and have conversation with other people that are also in my, whether it's my friend group or whatever, go and have conversations about it. And I was like, cool. It's always really I, I get to release that too. Mm-hmm. And I kept coming back to, okay, well, the people that know me, know me. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't know me, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And people get to have whatever beliefs that they want to have yeah. around me. And I know that as long as I stay consistent, consistent in being the healthiest version of me possible and the most powerful version of me possible that will outrun or outlive any story, any rumor, any throwing me under the bus. And here's the deal. Even if it doesn't in some circles, I can be okay with that too. And I think that's too. It's like that's really the piece of surrender. You can be you ha- you have to be okay by let, it, really when it comes down to like I think the basis of surrender is you're letting go of the outcome. Yeah. You're managing yourself. You're like keeping your mouth shut mm-hmm. when you have the energy running through and you're letting go of whatever is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You do your very best to stay in alignment. Mm-hmm. With everything you have going on. And guys, still, there's times where it's like, nope, should have shut my mouth on that one. Oh. Didn't. Go clean up that mess. Well, and there's also times where it's like, you know you should shut your mouth. It's not even an after the fact of like, oh, I should have shut my mouth on that one. No, it's like, you know in the minute I should not say this. Nope, nope, I'm choosing it. Coming out of mouth. I swear it's just coming. I got nothing to go. It's just coming out of my mouth. Yeah, that and is then, the thing. And then you get to go clean it up after. Well, I think that's been the big I was thing. so proud of myself, though. When I held those three boundaries, I... You could energetically feel it, though, how the, much you're like, oh. It's almost like you could take a sigh of relief. Yeah. Like a weight had been lifted off. And there was nothing I needed to go clean up because I took the time to work the piece within me first before I had the communication so that when the communication came through, it was very, very clear. It was very neutral energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no passive aggressive in any of it. It was just factual. That's and- the thing that's really huge. It's just like work your pieces before you have communication. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then it's usually a lot messier. Yeah. 
This is my experience. Yeah. Well, and we had we've had learned that the hard way. But I feel like that's the big thing too, though. Like even I think a lot of the times we've been talking about having it just be intense aside a little bit. You guys, it is really awesome to have somebody. Like sometimes where it's just you want to spew something out. It's nice to have someone like where. And you guys, again, I will say this is rare. Maybe it's not as rare as I think, but like I love like the times I can. I'm like I just got to talk this out. I know I'm being crazy, and I can say these things. I'm like, this is what my mind's saying, and then man, I'll be like. That's cute. Did you tell your brain to shut up? It's being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But this time I shut my mouth and I didn't say anything. And I didn't even like make it. Because like, you guys, your mind will try to make a problem when there's not one. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, no, it's or this. Or make it mean things that it actually doesn't really mean. Mm-hmm. And if you start running with that story, you'll create a problem that was never there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've noticed that now being in like a romantic relationship, my mind would be like, well, it's this. They're not doing this. And I'm like, um, not true. They're yeah. doing this, this. This, this this is a you thing and I'm like you're right it is a me thing but I just want it to be about someone else right now because I feel crazy but in the past I would have gone and made a big problem about well why aren't you doing this for me and why aren't mm-hmm. you doing this and this time I'm like mm. so remember last time you did that that created a lot of pain how about we realize it's not a thing and a lot of mess that you then have to go back and clean up it uh-huh. takes up so much energy and you know what? there's a couple times i'm like hey man i just got to say this right now and i know you're gonna tell me it's me and i get that it's me but i'm just gonna say this right now <laughs> and two there's not a lot of people i mean really when it comes down to it amanda's probably the only person i actually really can truly do that where i know she's gonna be hey it's you i'm like yeah i know and well not having people that will get enrolled in your victim stories Mm -hmm. having people like that in your life those are your those are your real allies Mm -hmm. well and that's like the thing too because it's like and again like amanda's really the only person i can do this with because if not i'd have to just keep it and -hmm. most of the time i do i mean we're pretty good at that and there's just sometimes i'm like hey guess what i'm gonna be a little bitch right now and i know it and you can tell me what i can't see afterwards because i really do want to see that and (laughs) here's the story but i need to unload first i need to unload have space for me to unload and here's the deal if you don't have a person in your life to do that get a journal i did a lot of journaling last year so much journaling that was such a funny year I love that you used the word funny to describe Dude, it. Dude, it was, I, I look back now and I'm just like, because you guys have already talked about how I was like, I had a whole year where I was very attached to X. I look now, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> and I also get like, I got to work all the pieces. Like he was everything that I, I didn't want, but I got okay with like, what if I couldn't have enough time? What if they didn't do their work? What if they do this? And I got to the point where I was okay with all of that. And now I get to have something amazing. But mm-hmm. dude, that was a funny year. Like, let's be honest, that year. was a funny year. But I'm also glad you stayed in it as long as you did. Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like I think a lot of times, like, you want to get out of the pain. Mm-hmm. Dude, I want to get out of the pain so bad. Like, it was so painful. And but that was all. I mean, you've known me. Well, you've known me for a long time, but, like, closely for, like, like five, six years. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest growth year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. By far. Like, I had to go in and refine myself, and I had mm-hmm. to look at things. And you guys, it was through the pain. It was painful. Literally up until effing December. <laughs> Like, it was less painful, but it was like, I was like, hey, man, am I done? And she's like, uh-uh. And I'm like, I know. I know. Uh. And then I'm like, what about now? Uh, nope. And I'm like, God. And it really wasn't until I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. I guess I'm here until I'm here. And then it was like, oh, you truly surrendered? I tried to manipulate surrender so bad last year. But this is the thing, too, though. It's like, I think now, though, when something's painful, I still don't like it. I'm not going to claim that I like it. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. But there's a different energy I have with it now because I saw what, I mean, it was like, it was like a year long, 13 months of Dark Night of the Soul. Yep. But that refined me to a level, I don't know if anything could have. Yeah. 
Like it was the thing that refined me. And even though like what my mind was so attached to literally makes no sense. I'm going to laugh about it now. Like literally I kind of was still, and I'm not as embarrassed about it anymore, but I was like, what the hell? But I look at it now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that, because you guys, I was so many times, hey, I think I'm crazy in this. Am I out? And my close friends were like, nope, energy says it's not done. I'm like, this makes no sense. They're like, yeah. We know. Sense. We know it makes, makes no, no sense. sense. And, but that's the thing too, though. It's like, it was letting go of outcomes because right. I wasn't done with the process Letting yet. go of outcomes and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was huge for me because that is what literally blew up. It actually blew up everything in my life. It blew up body stuff because I have expectations. I needed to lose weight in a certain time. I had to be this or in, o- in order for a man to choose you for or- choose me or to be good enough to make money. And then even in business, no, it sh- we should be having this happen, this happen, and it- definitely it blew up my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But expectations and yeah, holding on to outcomes, it was kind of effing up all my life. Right. And it- what's cool is you can track it all the way back to one person. The one person that you so desperately wanted to have in your life mm-hmm. told you no. I know. That's why you guys, like, to me, boundaries are the best thing ever. And two, it's like him telling me no. When I look back now, I'm like, I'm so grateful because he saw something I didn't. And that's not even what I want. Like, it's not even, it's what I thought that I wanted. It's mm-hmm. really what I thought that I wanted. But I look back now, I'm like, that wasn't even close to what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I could have seen it if my eyes were open, but I'm also like, grateful that they weren't. But it's like holding that boundary. So now holding a boundary, I'm like, oh, no. There's even times I'm like, I hope it's painful. Not because I want people to be in pain, but because I want them to have everything that they want. Right. They want. Right. And sometimes it takes the really, really, really painful lessons. But it's like if you can just let go, mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut and work your pieces. You guys, sometimes it might take, it took me 13 months. Yeah. Man, that gift of pain. Oh, it really is a gift though. It makes me think of, so one of our practitioners in our class, we were um, teaching the we were teaching some of the NLP, the first part, like the master prac, ta- the master prac portion of neurolinguistics programming was the first part of the eight, eight day training. Mm-hmm. And then the second part was the coaching aspect for them to get their coaching certificate here, you know, in what, four months when, mm-hmm. when we're actually complete with the whole program. Anyhow, during the coaching program, we were talking specifically about Dark Night of the Soul. Mm -hmm. Right. And how you have to be you as a practitioner have to be okay letting your clients sit in it and not pulling them out. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you pull them out, what happens is they just have to get hit harder. And so their dark night of the soul that is literally trying to refine them has to be a more almost painful version. When I always say too, it's like you want people to hit rock bottom so hard that mm-hmm. they bounce. Because if you soften rock bottom, they have to go to a lower a rock lower bottom. A lower rock bottom. Yep, which right. is dark when I still rock bottom, whatever you want to call, call it. Anyhow, one of our practitioners, her name's Mandy, she's like, oh my gosh, there's a song. I have to share it with you. And it is, um, I think it's called I Wish You Pain. Yeah, I Wish and You I'm, Pain. I'm trying to remember what his... Andy Grammer. Andy Grammer. Anyhow, I was like, holy crap, that's... That, that like is so encompasses the power of allowing people to sit in their pain mm-hmm. from a, from a perspective of like, not, I hope you suffer. No, no, but I hope you bounce so hard that this completely never come back there. changes the trajectory mm-hmm. of your life and you never have to hit a rock bottom like this ever again. Yep. Yep. Cause really at that point it changes everything. Mm-hmm. It literally changes everything mm-hmm. and it makes it so it's so worth it. It's so beautiful. But it, yeah, it really does. Like it makes it, it, it is a whole new level of pain and growth, but the refining process, I mean, especially when you've gone through it and you've gone through it in a productive way, Yeah, 
when you see someone in it, you're like, I, I won't touch you. Because you also know if you touch them to take it out, you're also taking away everything that they say that they want. Yeah. So if you take away the pain, you're also taking away the reward. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay. And that was actually one I think we've talked about before, but I remember because I was struggling with it, guys. I was a big person. I, I Recovering savior here, right? <laughs> Let me save people. And again, I was saving people because that made me feel good enough. But like, I also realized I was saving them because I couldn't be in my own pain. Mm-hmm. And I remember I think it was, oh, it was in my dark night of the soul. And I was just yelling at God. I was so mad. I was you're like, you're a bad God. You're a bad God. You, you suck at your job. You're so bad at your job. But it was also, my thought is like, I've done everything you've asked. To a T, I've done it above and beyond. Why am I still in this pain? Why aren't you taking this out of me? Why aren't you making this better? Where's my reward? Like, I've done all the, I've done all everything right. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because again, too, like sometimes when you get the ideas, they come in like a flash. Yeah. But I remember it came down. It was just the whole idea is like, well, I didn't take Jesus out of it. I was like, what? And I almost could see. I was like, oh, the pain he went through in Gethsemane. Again, if that's how the story goes, Mm -hmm. and we're just going to go with it that it is. The pain that he had in Gethsemane made it so he could actually go do what he was going to go do. He could actually resurrect himself. But if God stepped in and took away the pain, he also would have capped capped him. Yeah, capped 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 his potential. And so when I'm looking at someone in pain, it's like, oh, no, you got this. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this because I want you to be in pain. I want you to rise up. And this is going to be the thing. Because if you can get through this, you'll be able to get through anything. And I think that's the difference. This was another conversation that we had in practitioner training. The difference between a dark night of the soul and severe depression. Yeah. Right? Because because um, we did. Well, we had to ask someone to ask, like, well, isn't this going to throw someone into depression? Yeah. And at first I was like, wait, what? <laughs> or, what's the, or even what's the difference mm-hmm. between like a deep, deep depression and a dark night of the soul? And really, they look the same. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at what the physical manifestation is, it actually looks the same. The only difference is the way that they're relating to it internally, Mm -hmm. right? Depression is, this is never going to end. Like it's a very, very victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas dark night of the soul, you're still feeling the same things that you would have felt in depression, but you know that this is refining you Mm -hmm. and you're allowing yourself literally to burn from the inside out. Yep. And that's what creates the difference. Yep. Yep. And it really does because it's like if you let it burn you out, it you will turn into something you never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. Like literally something you never thought was possible. And what you want, you'll have something better. At least that's what I experienced. I've gotten that in body, business, and definitely in relationships. Like what I got, a million times better than what I could even think. Yep. And, but I got to burn so hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a burning of the burning of the burning. <laughs> but it's also true though. I was like, my clients are like, it's been so hard. I'm like, hey, were you on the bathroom floor crying? Yeah. Could you like barely breathe? Yeah. I couldn't even move. Yeah. Did you feel like you're going to drown because there's so much fluid coming down from your nose and your mouth and your eyes? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, how do I know this? Because mm-hmm. when you've been through it, you understand what it is, but you can also speak to it in a different way. Yeah. So if you're in the burning burn, guys, the burning's beautiful. You can also see that in nature though. When something new wants to come through, lightning storms will happen. Yep. Forest will burn. You get new growth and it comes, usually comes back prettier. Yep. More beautiful. And it's not bad to burn. And the wildlife comes back and uh-huh. the ecosystem gets brought back into like greater harmony. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a burn though. Yeah. And I would say if you are burning, keep your mouth shut. It's probably not about whatever you think it is. It's <laughs> definitely probably not about your romantic partner. So don't say anything there. <laughs> yeah. It's not about what you think it is. Uh-huh. Keep your mouth shut. We also joke about like and hold your thumbs so that they're not texting messages that probably should not be texted. <sighs> yeah. Keep the communication clean. And you guys, if you do feel like this is a thing too and we've talked about before but if you do feel like you have to get it out go put it in a journal yeah you guys I have some oh F- yeah don't hold journals. it in oh F you journals so cute mm-hmm. I burned those except I think I found one the other day 
part of me wants to read it, and then I'm like, I don't really want to put that back in. <laughs> well, and my, I think we've talked about this. It, well, let's just give like a tool. I think we might have shared this one before, but if you are in the burning, for sure journal it. And journal it in a way that's obviously safe. What I did, this was through 2020, because mm-hmm. here we had had this big inspiration, open up our first, you know, open up our first center, and we totally did, and then two weeks later, COVID hit, and, like, everything got shut down. There was yeah. no in-person anything, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, I did what you asked. Yeah. And had to totally revamp, and and so that was, I did the, I, I journaled a lot in during 2020 and going into 2021, and I would take a page and I would write, dear God, you suck. And like, you suck at your job. How are you even God? <laughs> you lied to me. You, you know, and I just would do a very, very, very authentic and, and um, painful word dump. Mm-hmm. But then I'd flip the page over and on a new page, like I wouldn't put it on the back of the page. On a new page, I would write a letter from God to me. I would just put, and then it would just be like, dear Amanda. And then whatever came, what, it was just like, um, what is it? Conscious, uh, conscious stream writing. Yeah. Just whatever comes through, that's what I would put on the page. And then at the end of 2020, I ripped out all of the, like, I really like this. Y- you suck God pages. Mm-hmm. And all that was, and I took those to the fire. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like I packaged up my 2020. Mm-hmm. And I did it on New Year's. I bundled up and went into my backyard and lit a fire in the fire pit and had my whole. Perfect. I burned it, ceremoniously let it go, but I kept all of the letters from God to me. And what yeah. was so cool is, and even now, like, I love going and pulling that that notebook out. Um, but what was so cool is all of the messages that God was giving me in 2020, they were absolutely helping me make it through 2020. But what was so cool was it was actually the roadmap that I built for me to be able to operate from in 2021 that helped us get the results that we got. Yep. That helped me get the results that I got within my relationship, within business, mm-hmm. within, you know, my relationship with kids and friends and family. Like that was, yep. it, it really is. It's like my own personal scripture. It's so cool. So I freaking love it. And it is. I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing. I think the thing too, though, is like if you feel like you felt inspired to do something and it was like totally aligned with your soul and all of a sudden if it's getting burned down, if it's not mm-hmm. working it's because God has something better for you. Yeah. Because that's the thing is everything that didn't work, like even opening up our healing house and us having to revamp, set us up for something way bigger and one greater and was way more in line with our true goal. Yep. And it was like same thing with my relationship. Yep. The thing I thought that I wanted, still makes me laugh, but (laughs) no, but it got me ready for what I actually said that I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff with body. It's like, if it's not working, let go of the outcome and no, but you're not letting go. Like, I guess I just don't get to have it. It's like, nope. It's not going to come this way. I'm going to be open to how it's going to come because it's coming in even better, even greater, and even bigger. Well, and I would even, like, with God, I'd be like, okay, God, this or better. Yep. This or better. Because I want this so bad. I also know I get to literally lay it on the altar. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and let this go. And so my, I'm just letting you know that I'm good with either this or something better. Well, and that's the same thing, too, if it's, like, even, like, family relationships i've had mm-hmm. to be like okay cool i guess that this is not gonna work the relationships come back different mm-hmm. but I feel like they come back better friendships for sure friendships i mean there's some that i had to lay down there's been times where we kind of laid our we friendship. laid each other down yeah like, it was like, like okay okay i'm letting go of michelle if this is what it's gonna look like okay for, for you know we we were besties mm-hmm. doing things and then there came a point in our friendship and our partnership within business mm-hmm. where it was like this is not 
this is not working and so we like blessed and released each other for about eight months yep we didn't really talk a whole ton Mm-mm. um i just got in my own lane and i did my work and come to find out michelle got doing in her lane thing. and was doing the same thing and handling herself and what was cool was it brought us back together in a way that was pow- more powerful yep and could actually be a partnership that would sustain what we were saying we wanted yep. to create within our our business but we could have gotten mad and be like this sucks we're doing all the things we wanted to create this and now it's all blown up it's like no no no. this is actually what you guys need in order to have that yeah so if you're in the midst of thinking if something falling away and you think that like no but this is what i said that i wanted i didn't get it guys learn the lesson let go like because this is the same thing too we weren't working through the eight months being like well maybe we'll get back together no we could completely we let had that completely go. surrendered that we would ever even be friends again yep mm-hmm. and it came back and way it was better and it wasn't through a snarky nope wasn't mean wasn't it, it was just, we weren't making what we had experienced in friendship and business wrong. Nope. I think that was probably one of the most powerful parts of it is mm-hmm. it was just like, hey, let's just name what this is and let's yeah. just name what's actually present. Yep. And it's not personal about you. It's not Mm-mm. personal about me. It's just this is what's present within our friendship and within our business partnership. This is not flowing and we're trying to force something to flow that's not flowing. Yeah. And so let's just be done. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, we were done with, we didn't realize it at the time. We thought, okay, cool. If we're done with this friendship, we were done with that version of it. Mm-hmm. And we took the time to be prepared to actually be the people who could step in and be in business and friendship the way that we said that we wanted to. But we mm-hmm. needed the burning. Mm-hmm. And we both just had to go do our own work and let go of the outcome. Yep. So I think that's probably why we're so passionate about like boundaries, doing your pieces and letting it burn because we've only had really amazing things come out yep. of it. Yep. Which is good. It's also a really interesting experience because I've had plenty of people tell me now. Jeff told me no. Mm-hmm. You told me no. Mm-hmm. I've had my parents tell me no. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I've even had my kids tell me no mm-hmm. in ways that, like, I was being the toxic one. <laughs> um, but that was a... I've gotten really good at receiving people's no's. Yep. And I actually... Those are the relationships that I actually value the most because I know that when they say yes, they actually mean it. Yep. And I'm getting to visit it on the other side at a much more heightened level of being the one to say no. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, both and sides. surrendering whatever the outcome is on yeah. that one. Yeah. But, man, lots of intensity, huh? Mm-hmm. Learn to shut our mouths. It's intense and not intense all at the same time. I know, which I, sometimes I feel like makes me feel even weirder. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. I feel crazy. And everything's really beautiful and great. It's like getting... Yeah. Just the beautifulness of all of it. Yeah. Boundaries, though, do is what keeps. I feel like, though, when the intensity hits and I feel crazy, I know that I'm not going to blow up my life because I'm like, no, I have boundaries and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. That feels really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be worried about feeling crazy because I know I'm not going to go do something crazy. Because before, yeah. if I felt like this, I'm blowing everything up. Yeah. Blowing the whole thing down. Everything's going. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. But I'm like, yeah, nope, this is mine. I I'm going to burn it so I don't have to burn. Yeah, That's really much. what it is. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'd rather let myself burn because that means something else greater is going to come, mm-hmm. which is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. All right. Well, high five. Two weeks of burning, right? Yep. Well, not ish. really. Just intensity. Yeah. It doesn't feel like burning when you can handle it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay, everyone. All Love right. y'all. Talk to you next week.